Uh, hello and welcome to Fans of the Genre 35 for July 24th, 2017. I'm Brian Swanson. I'm Mikey Krieger. And I'm Rhodes Buttface. Did you guys hear that car horn in the background? Yeah, that, what was that, that? That, was, uh, that was some of our fans of Excuse the genre me. outside my window. <laughs> that, Hung oh, at their okay. horn like, yeah, I love the podcast. Keep it up. I didn't know we had such dedicated fans. Oh, wait. Get a Patreon so, so I can give you money. Oh, thank you. I thought about it, but then I look at all my <laughs> friends who have um, Patreons. Did Brian, like, your fucking rich ass computer software programming friends can Patreon us? Yeah, they can buy it. If they can buy a house in Capitol Hill, they can buy <laughs> us a podcast. <laughs> I like where this is going. Maybe yeah, we should yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll hook them up. <laughs> okay. So, cool. um, I don't think we can keep doing this af- like immediately after Game of Thrones because uh-huh. I'm I'm just emotionally exhausted right now. Um, yeah, that was a really good episode. Um, right, Brian? Uh, yeah, I got halfway through the, the spoiler write up and, uh, then we started recording. Uh, gotcha. So, um, w- can I just talk about like the things that I like about it real quick? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I actually took notes, um, for this. Okay. <laughs> what I really like is that like in this season or at least in this episode, there's tons of like fun references to older relationships or like older yeah. Uh, on screen characters um, like John and Tyrion had like a couple of scenes together oh, in shit, the early really? seasons and not not in this one but like they both reference yeah. how they knew each other today yeah um, that's really cool and what that that all sort of ties into another thing that I like is that I have a feeling that throughout the season we're going to be getting like final goodbyes to certain characters or like certain characters are going to come back just for like a short scene and then we'll never see them again until the series is over yeah everything has like is being set up to be wrapped up like yeah that's kind of like what this like last kind of stretch is and like you you kind of feel those things and uh yeah it's really hard to not get into spoilers but like storylines are being wrapped up what if they do this thing where like this entire show the episode that they really build up to is the second to last episode you know like everything seems to kind of happen mm-hmm. it, it, oh it, it probably will like what if they 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 just like the the big bad happens at the end of the season and then the next season is just sort of like an entire season of like aftermath of aftermath well, i love that so, oh, man, yeah that'd be so good no I, I so what what i genuinely think is that this season is wrapping up all the shit for the iron throne and all of that and then next season is just dealing with the white walkers in winter Oh, I have this feeling that it's all going to be simultaneous. I don't know. Uh, uh, I, I, but, but we'll see. I don't know. I got I, yeah. the way that they're setting up the the White Walkers, and, and honestly, they have since episode one with like winter coming. Like, yeah, it's still like so. Now it's like here, mm-hmm. but like not really. Like it hasn't yeah. really like hit yet because like yeah, um, like when it's winter, it, it's going to be like felt in like King's Landing and the Redlands. But, but Mikey, like. 18 million characters are saying winter is here already. Yeah. So yeah, who are we to believe? I think that one of yeah, the no, things that stands out is the fact that the last book is actually called A Dream of, a Dream of Spring. And so like, uh-huh. I wonder if George R. R. Martin sort of has this idea that like this is going to be the season. Well, he's not the showrunner, but I wonder if the idea would be this would be like the book slash season of winter and then the last. It would end in the spring. Yeah. Like a time lapse or something. Yeah, I, 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 like, don't look ahead to those things, like, mainly because, like, I, like, the main reason why I didn't read the books is, like, I want to, like, let things happen to me weekly and be a part of this conversation every week. Oh, you're way past the um, books, so you don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, no, but, like, I, like, I, I didn't read ahead in the books because, like, I genuinely like kind of being in this group of, like, people who are all figuring this stuff out at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, like, if I read it, then, like, like I'm like catching up by myself and I actually really enjoy this kind of collective. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and like now that we're like ahead of the books, like everybody's in this mode. And I think that like, that's why the series is like as like hyped as ever is that yeah. like now nobody knows what's happening. Right. Um, but yeah, that's really cool. Like, I, I will say that the, like the sex scene this week, like legitimately it was like one of the most, like one of the best scenes in game of Thrones, like, huh. and not because of the sex, but because of like, the people and like the relationship and like what led to it. Like mm-hmm. that's all I'll say for it without spoiling like who it is and why. But yeah, like I like was like tearing up, just, like silently, like pounding my fist in the air, like fuck yeah. It, it was yeah. really good. Watch, yeah. watch, watch Game of Thrones. Um, I will say also, it had a big battle this week. And I thought it looked super freaking lame. 
I thought everything about it looked <laughs> so dumb. It, it definitely was like making a lot of like very like smart, but like almost like abusive use of like super quick cuts for like kind of lame choreography in certain parts. Um, yeah, and just like really weird cinematography and like angles on the characters' faces. I thought it looked yeah. like well, and, cartoonishly barbaric. And that's, well, that and that, that's sense. part of especially for like the the one character. Like, yeah. that's supposed to be it. And like, I watched the like af- after the episode thing, and like mm-hmm. they said specifically all those close-ups were like what like the, like the battle like they took weeks and weeks and whatever, but none of it would work if they didn't have the close-ups. And like that's mm-hmm. what they were focusing on and. I, I was just so emotional about everything that was happening there in terms of like um, some of the loss of life and like some character moments where I was just like, right. Like I was so derailed by that. And like, I'm still recovering. Yeah, this is a question for both of you, like not just with TV, but with games and, and books and stuff. Like, do you typically get very emotionally invested in the things that you're watching? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if, if like, Man, I don't if, know. If I'm not getting emotionally know. invested, I'm like not invested. See, with like Game of Thrones, I'm curious to see more about how how like the chess pieces come together and like yeah. how things fall. I don't necessarily care. Like when even when bad things happen to characters I like, I it's just like I, a, I don't know. a piece off the board. It's just sort of like something that's happening. Yeah, like I, I and I, I'm trying to think if there's any games that make me. I don't know. I feel like I don't get as emotionally tied to certain things as I used to. So today yeah. I cried during a movie. So oh, I there we know. go. Um, well, like I, so I'm going through like, Dark Souls again, and like, uh-huh. um, if like so, this isn't a huge spoiler, but like, what happens to Solaire at the end? Like that that moment always like fucks me up. Yeah. See, that's a, like Dark Souls is a really good example. I think it's obtuse also, but yeah. like I don't care about really anything that happens in those games. I, I yeah. play them for the mechanics primarily. Yeah, and, and honestly, like uh, that's a testament to how good that game is about like totally like you, like you don't really know much of what's going on, but like whenever like you read the lore and like you kind of read about like who Solaire is and who like is who Solaire? he might be, you're <laughs> he's the Sun Knight. Oh, okay, um, and he is. Uh, like it's not explicit. I think it is explicitly said, but uh, he's supposed to be Gwyn's son, like the the main boss of the first game, like the uh, god of sunlight. Wait, so he's literally the S O L H E I R, like the sun air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. That, that's exactly <laughs> it. Okay, um, that's pretty good. And like, so he's like the super strong dude and the super badass. And like throughout the game, you're always picking up armor that has like special enchantments or like things that make it special. And mm-hmm. at the end, when you get his armor, like it's just like there's nothing special about this armor. Which, like, like it, what it says, yeah. like there's nothing special about this armor, which means that its uh, wearer must have like well, like wielded considerable power. So like, yeah, it, dude was just running around in a fucking suit, and he was still like the most ham, like OP dude that that you could like bring into fights, like, mm-hmm. and like it's because he was the like the child of like the god of the sun, and then like when he goes crazy, and you're just like no like you've had this arc and like you were like so joyful and jubilant at the beginning like oh like i you know staring at the sun and being like super excited about it and then like as he goes down into the darks like like every character in dark souls like he goes crazy and loses his mind and it's just like so emotional like mm-hmm. for a game that like doesn't really like feed you like narrative like yeah yeah, yeah. anyway <laughs> what happened this week comic-con baby comic-con man yeah um, so it's funny to me, guys, <laughs> back in my day, Comic-Con was actually about comic books, but now all we get is comic book movies. Yeah, back in my day, it was for the nerds. <laughs> yeah, all these Hollywood uh, wannabes are, are, you know, ruining my <laughs> beloved tradition my of f- ink on paper, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's the big stuff that came out of Comic-Con? A lot of trailers. Trailers. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I watched one for Justice League. Um they make all those DC movies make pretty damn good trailers. Do they? Um, what? Do like, they? Can we talk about that? I think the trailers are. This, I think the trailers are fine, but like the movies end up being butt. Th- this latest one was not great, man. It. Uh, I thought but, it was okay. Oh man, I. A few of those had gotten me excited. This one, not so much. Like, yeah. I didn't uh, love Wonder Woman, but seeing that movie has made me appreciate Gal Gadot a lot in mm-hmm. the Justice League. But like, yeah, her and. Uh, I'm forgetting the actor, the Aquaman actor. I think are the ones holding Jason that one Momoa. Up. Yeah, they're the ones holding that that franchise up for me. 
yeah, we'll yeah, see how they're, they're that great. all plays out. Like, I, I don't really know Ezra Koenig too much, so I'm not really invested flash? into him. Yeah, and then I couldn't AKA tell you he's playing Cyborg. <laughs> yeah, the, the funny young dude like Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, um, Spider-Man was yeah, good. Mm-hmm, it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, um, there's yeah, the new Thor trailer. The new the Thor, Thor trailer, trailer is great. phenomenal. Yeah, um, that looks like like God. some like modern '80s sci-fi movie. Yeah, with like a whole lot like, of Star Wars thrown in. This is what like happens. Races and shit. I love it. This is what happens when you get like really good creators, and mm-hmm. like you allow them to just make the fucking movie they want to make. Like, yeah, trust yeah. them. Like Taika Waititi is like, like this is so up his alley. Like it, there's so much style and there's a lot of like genuine humor. Mm-hmm. Um, for like really dry characters, like the little bit where he's talking to Thor about their fight, it was just yeah. like, or talking to Hulk about uh, his fight, and just like it's so good. Like it's yeah. just so this like, really pretty. He's just not taking Thor that seriously, which makes him that much more engaging as yeah, a hero. It makes him that like, much more appealing. You know, he's using yeah. he's using the like uh, Asgardian sort of accent he has and like the high language or whatever, while also talking like a bro. Like, yeah, just talking I think, like a buddy. I genuinely think the haircut is, like, really good, like, symbolically for, like, the yeah. movie and, like, what happens to the character, but also for, like, like, that's kind of what you associate with Thor and, like, getting rid of it. It's like, yeah, this isn't the Thor movie that you're used to. Yeah. Um, totally. like, I, like, everything about that movie, like, straight down to, like, the poster. Like, mm-hmm. I've never seen a movie poster get so much, like, universal adoration. Like, like there's been a few that people are like, damn, that's really good. But like after the Spider-Man Homecoming's like abysmal trailer <laughs> that has Iron Man and Spider-Man on it each like three times. Oh, the uh, poster you mean? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the the poster for Thor like is like this was like made top to bottom to be a poster. Yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't just like spliced like Photoshop images of characters and like cuts from the movie. Like this was a like deliberate thing. And it's super cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Stranger Things had a really awesome trailer. That's good. Yeah, that looks pretty good. Um, and then there was one for like Westworld. There was, um, I gotta say, like it's it's tough to make Westworld season two. I don't know what they could have done differently to make it like. I gotta more still appealing. watch the show. Well, yeah. well, they they just started shooting not too long ago, so like they right. did, they just needed to bring something like yeah. And this isn't. I tell- thought it was like a, a very underwhelming trailer. I guess. Yeah, because this isn't coming out until 2018, and like for TV, that's a long time. Like the the turnaround isn't like what it is in a movie, so it's still yeah. early on in that show's like production or that season's production. So like, I'm chalking that up to like they just started. Like they don't have like the footage that they would need to make a really good trailer. Like later this year, like November December, we're probably gonna get a super awesome trailer that like sells it. Was there a date on that so. show? 2018. Oh okay. Yeah. The, the, other than that, they haven't said anything. It's probably gonna be like April. Um, cool. So that's Comic Con. Yeah, Comic Con's uh, cool. In a nutshell. Yeah. I want to go um, one year. I've been to that 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 convention center before. I really don't. Cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm fine not going to Comic Con. I would I would actually just go to San Diego at, at the same time. Actually, San Diego's yeah. No, San Diego why? sounds cool. It's gonna it'd be so fucking awful. It's so busy. Uh, I'm sure there's after parties and stuff. It'd be fun to hang out at. Yeah, I, I guess. Fans of the genre coming at you next year, yeah. San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> Like, at E3, it's like, oh, like, all of the, like, IGN people and all of the Polygon and GameSpot people will be there, but, like, San Diego Comic Con's like, there's a bunch of fucking celebrities, and, like, I, something about that makes it seem a little, like, like not to, uh, like, give too much light to your sarcasm earlier, but, like, it kind of is, like, like, I, I like kind of, like, fan-centric events, and, like, that's why, like, PAX sure. always really appeals to me, and, like, Gamescom does a really good job of handling that. Like, I'd rather go to something like that instead of Comic-Con, or um, San Diego Comic-Con. Like, I like uh, Emerald City Comic-Con because it's, like... Still about comic. Yeah. For the most part, yeah. So, like, I yeah, say, like, San Diego Comic-Con is, yeah, sorry. All, all, all my favorite people, all of my favorite people, like, are my presences, not all of them, but most of them are the ones that go to San Diego Comic-Con, like... Every single person at IGN goes to goes to E3, and I'm just like, I don't care about most of you, but like, a lot of the cool people were at Comic Con, so that's that's great. But I hear what you're saying. Like, I'm excited for PAX, and yeah, yeah. Oh, all my badges arrived. Oh shit! Nice. Really? Um, I gotta check the mail. Yeah, yeah. You should see you later, Brian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Nintendo, with the release of Splatoon, um, 
updated or officially released its online mobile app? Yeah, so they released an online mobile app for like setting up uh, matchmaking with your friends and uh, voice chat, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and it's a nightmare. Like you need. Yeah. To- so you, doesn't the phone need to be on? Yes. And by on, I mean like display on, app open, unlocked. Yeah. For voice chat and unlocked. Yeah. Um, to, for the voice chat to work. Yeah, and if you like um, pop out to like send a text, check like, Twitter. It, yeah, yeah. It, it shuts off the connection. Um, oh my god! <laughs> and there's also just a lot of like. <laughs> there's also like a lot of online hurdles, like or like game design hurdles, like built into the game, where it's like, oh, you need to be to like this level to start doing uh, matchmaking, and like, it's just way too like counterintuitive to like what we understand as like. A modern online experience. Yeah, yeah. And didn't Nick Robinson tweet something that was like, "My Nintendo DS came out, and I was able to do voice chat over Metroid Prime yeah. Hunters with the system's built-in microphone." Yeah, headphones. Like a decade ago. Um, yeah, that was 15 years ago, um, or whatever. Nintendo has this weird philosophy of like this this like idea that we already have the hardware to do something that can provide the function that they want in their game or, mm-hmm. or I kind of, I don't know. I, I maybe I, I spoke on that a little too much, but like their reason they don't have a DVD player or they didn't have a DVD player in the Wii U and the Wii is because quote, you already have one. And so now it's like them not having a mic or like uh, voice chat functionality in the switch is like, because their thought process is, well, you already have a smartphone that can do that, but clearly so, they don't have the like thought, like the brain power to like figure out how to do an app because you have discord, like, doing a fantastic yeah. job of with their mobile like, program. But Nintendo yeah. has this like, piece of garbage. My problem isn't that they like put like the matchmaking and voice chat onto a phone. For me, it's that it's so fucking like buck wild, how like inaccessible it is. Like I, I honestly would prefer to not take up extra processes on my switch. Like I would rather that like, sure. cause I haven't playing Splatoon handheld. So, and Mm -hmm. and even then, like, the dock doesn't have any, like, additional processing power. It's just, like, a charging station. Yeah. Um, So, I don't want extra, like, being taken off of my, like, uh, my memory from my Switch. Like, I'm fine with using my phone for that. It's just the problem is that I need to be in, like, have my app open in this app and, like, constantly. battery drain. There's no way it's not a battery drain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Phone on like that for voice chat is stupid. And like, and I'm I'm fine like plugging in or whatever, but like it, it would be even more so on us on the switch. Like the battery would be even worse, and like it wouldn't process as well. Like I'm so I'm fine with like taking that off the switch. Just make it fucking work on my phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like like if they like had it where it's like it could just be like you know on like the screen off in my pocket or whatever. Like I'd be t- I'd be super fine with that. It's like because yeah. I hate being like connected to my controller that way. Like whenever I play Overwatch, like like sometimes like I'll just kind of like lay back and like play with my arms in like a really uncomfortable position for no good reason but that like stretches out my cord so like yeah i hate being like tethered to my controller that way mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah yeah i don't know it's frustrating um it seems like everyone gives them the benefit of the doubt every single time that they have like an opportunity to correct them their mistakes on like internet or friend codes or like any sort of thing that has to do with multiplayer and i don't know i feel like they just i think they've proven time and time again that either they, they don't get it or they don't care and they're like purposely building something up too so that you just don't use it it's, it's weird um and maybe it'll get maybe it'll get fixed but it's it's really disappointing um i don't know yeah 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 so there there's that speaking topic of down Next yeah. topic. Segway. Well, online multiplayer. There. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of online multiplayer, player unknown Brendan. Um, is this about the? Uh, well, a, a popular streamer got banned from mm. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds for team killing. Yeah. And like, I think so that that means that someone on his team or one of his viewers reported him for. Like, yeah, I think it was the not, the player. Okay. Because, um, yeah, they, they were in a four-player squad, mm-hmm. and they found a motorcycle, which has two seats on the bike and then a sidecar. and right, sin- three people in the squad. And since they couldn't carry everyone... Um, and so this guy is, like, role-playing as this, like, 
kind heel. of yeah as, as like a heel and kind of like a badass like it's like it's brutal out here and so um like and that's the character he plays but he killed this guy he got per- or temporarily banned um mm-hmm. and like somebody else was streaming that same match and was just like sitting there dumbfounded for like 30 seconds just like did that seriously just fucking happen yeah um and then uh brendan green player known himself like posted a comment on it um what what he say is like so he had a really good response where he was like if like you fuck around and play unknowns you're not gonna have a good time yeah. um uh so that wasn't the like the most interesting thing about this is not that he got that he, that he the friendly fire somebody right it's 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 that like the guy responded to brendan in character basically and was sort of like sparring so back I, and forth yeah and i'm gonna, gonna kick you in the chest bit. and uh yeah i've, I've got the tweet right else. here Okay. If I could do the splits, I'd roundhouse kick you in the neck. But since I can't, I'll just front kick you in the chest instead. Lightning. Um, and yeah. then um, Green, uh, Brendan Green posted a longer resp- uh, response saying, um, I was told that I should have taken the dog's threat of violence as a joke, so now I'll try explaining why I took this tweet seriously and tweet out response. Um, long story short, he was in college, had a disagreement with his roommate. Um, mm-hmm. Instead of talking it out, the roommate uh, kicked him in the chest and put his head through a plate glass door. Um and that because of that like and he's like that was a little too close to my incident so i might be like reacting a little more seriously than i normally would but like like threats of physical violence even if they're like in jest or in character never fucking okay which like i played a few matches today with team chat on like on the island and in the plane and like for a game with that audience where people are just like spewing out like um just awful awful shit um like the creator of this game is like at, like outwardly spoken about like yeah like violence not being cool right yeah like the creator like, of the most violent game I've played in a long time I know yeah. that's that's what I was about to say is that like I think it's really cool that it turns out that the guy who made a game whose audience is sometimes shit isn't a piece of shit himself yeah um and like, but, like outwardly saying that it, that's not okay yeah yeah it is funny though that this is like a very violent game and it's yeah. it, it if anything it just speaks to the fact that like we use entertainment as like escapes or like as a vessel to do things that we maybe wouldn't definitely wouldn't do in yeah. right in real life or something i don't know like it's tough to like know or where to fall on that like he says one thing but like his game speaks to a very different type of thing um I don't know. It's really interesting. Like, uh, maybe that's the reason why we can't kick people in in PUBG. Yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> Wasn't someone last night we were just playing with saying, "Why can't we kick people?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Okay. So yeah, that's interesting. Um. Don't fuck around in that game, and yeah. you'll be fine. Don't be mean. Um. Yeah. yeah. Destiny Two beta happened. Um, yep. I didn't pre-order the game, and I think that's like the only way to get in. No, yeah. it's, there was um, a short. Uh, there, was a, there was a short open beta for people who didn't pre-order it, but people who did had extended access. Gotcha. Yeah. So I haven't played it. Neither of you have played it, but I I will say that like, as someone who played the pre-alpha, alpha, and beta of Destiny One, um, like the stuff I've seen from this and the way people are talking about this feels different in a couple of key ways one people have their expectations lowered based on what destiny one was at launch Mm -hmm. so they're they're saying oh maybe like maybe there's more maybe like i mean obviously there's more they're not playing their cards like completely um but like they're that people are impressed with the the narrative stuff people are impressed with like the way the guns feel like this it still feels like the best shooter ever which i think is i arguably i think destiny is like a very very like one of the best it's healing the, shooters yeah sure. it, it's probably um, like that and titanfall 2 are probably yeah, like up there the best two like t- in terms of like feel and like yeah yeah and i don't know people in general feel it sounds like they're more positive on this than um than destiny one i sort of like there's less there's like less fear that it won't turn out the way they think it's going to turn out does that make sense yeah um, I don't know. So for me, I like I put sixty dollars into Destiny One to get the like vanilla game, mm-hmm. and then they had like the expansions and the like downloads later on, and I felt like I couldn't keep, like I couldn't keep throwing like throw good money after bad to try to like 
justify my purchase. Like I kind mm-hmm. of like just I spent my sixty dollars. I wasn't totally satisfied with it. Like I wasn't about to drop more money to like m- like try to like justify me getting into that game. So with that kind of release schedule, like I'm trying to figure out why this is different because I understand like it's they're redoing a lot of stuff. Like the infrastructure is different, and so like. That's why this is Destiny 2 and not any of the releases beforehand, but mm-hmm. they just come out so rapidly that I can't help but feel like, why is this the one where I should now throw money at it and like hopefully sure. I'm justified? Like, ju- and yeah. like, I wouldn't say that about, about any other franchise because like, I'm probably going to buy The Division 2, and even though I liked my time with The Division 1, like, it wasn't a great game. Like, mm-hmm. I had fun with it, but, um, but like, they didn't, like, every year, like, to the day, like seemingly like release new major upgrades to it. And so like, it's, it's just weird that this game makes me feel this way. Like it's mm. exists, especially in like the console space, like nothing else does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I sort of get this sense that they have like, I don't know. Destiny one straddled a different time. Like it was in a different type of shooter, like the, the, the live shooter or like the live game wasn't necessarily a thing yet like evolve tried it and others tried it before and now overwatch is doing it very well and i think destiny 2 will have learned like lessons from that but like you can tell that like destiny 1 came out people weren't happy with it but they promised all these expansions so like content that was going to be used to uh gosh i don't know i can't remember like the exact timeline but i think jason schreier's written a bunch of really great stuff on the development of destiny plans changed and like dlc that ended up being dlc was meant to be for other packs of content or like right. part of the main game or like, and then they splintered off into two teams. I think one that was like working on live stuff to keep it, the game fresh in the seasons where there wasn't downloadable content. And then I don't know. I think that team went on to like do the primary development for destiny two after the taking King came out. Yeah. Um, and there's supposed to be like it's all weird. four of them. It's, right? it's a weird development thing. Say that again? There's supposed to be, like, four Destinies, right? Like, that's the contract they signed with Activision, I think. I think it was mostly just, like, ten years of Destiny. Yeah. But um, there's... I think I that know. Jason's reported on a specific number of, like, fl- fra- flagship games that are expected to come out through Bungie. Hmm. And it's something like three or four versions of Destiny. So it's makes it interesting to see that, like... It's, well, it's, it makes it even more interesting to know that, like, whatever comes out now is probably going to set the bar for what Destiny 3 will be like, which we will be immediately talking about after Destiny 2 launches. Right. No, I, we can't... I don't think we can jump there yet, because there's going to be two more fucking releases between Destiny 2 and Destiny 3. So, like... Yeah, and I think that like the it, Taken King has, has built merit to those, but immediately when something is broken or bad about 2, like fundamentally like the question is going to be is it going to be fixed in three so i have this feeling that like destiny this could be me being naive and optimistic right but i think that like destiny 2 will not launch with the scope of problems that destiny 1 had sure because yeah because dlc con like content packs for destiny 1 and expansion for destiny 1 a lot of the times it was just like Oh, people are playing this way more than we thought we w- they they would. So we need to give them more things to do. And there's like a finite list of things to do with each of these. And it like it didn't none, none of those like really addressed the problems until the Taking King, um, which was like a structural change to the way that game worked and like leveling worked. And I th- like I said before, I think they must have learned these sort of lessons and like done some tweaking to the game to make repetitive tasks more rewarding and interesting for players. Sure. So for me, it's just, I, I don't, I mean, I, I kind of understand why, but I just, weird, like, irks me that, like, we talk about this game different than we do other games. Like, it's, sure. held, it's held to a different standard. Yeah. And. Because it feels so damn good. It's so fun. Like, it, I don't know. But, but even we if want it, it to be better. Even if it were Halo, it's like, oh, this one's really not good. Like, all right, like, hopefully the one, the next one in three years will fix it. And, like. Yeah. Like, in a way that, like, like. Like part of it might be that like they've confirmed that there's going to be this many like for this long and like that game has so much steam that there's no way that it's not gonna happen. But like if if and this is all hypothetical because we don't know how good the game is or not. But right. um, like if it's busted and then we're just like, all right, well let like we'll see if they fix it in three years. Like we'll be like happily here waiting. Like 
like we didn't do that with Two Human. That was supposed to be a trilogy, like <laughs> or th- 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 uh, Advent Rising. Yeah, like those games were just like dumpster fires on arrival, and then we're just like, oh, that sucks. Like that was supposed to be this big grand like arc, but and you know, like Destiny One wasn't you know the failure that Two Human was, but like, yeah, it's it's just we we talk about that game in a different context than we talk about anything else. Um, Is it too like, big to fail? I I, th- I think so, um, yeah. and like since that game doesn't have kind of this like kind of game of service thing that like an overwatch or a league of legends has mm-hmm. um, where like, like that game is out and like, they're going to keep adding to it, but like, you're never going to think of it as a like different version of that. Yeah. Like I sort of, I want to get back to my, I, I, I don't think I articulated things, something very well when I was talking last time about DLC packs. I don't think that the, I, I have a feeling, anyway, that DLC for Destiny 2 will be much more akin to, like, an Overwatch or Titanfall, or, where things will be free. I don't think we're going to get traditional expansion packs. It'd be foolish of them to do that. For two? It's, yeah. It's 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 Bungie. Like, they're, it's Bungie, and more, it's, more well, importantly, it's, it's, it's Activision. Activision. No, but Overwatch is Activision 2, dude. But, like, I, I still feel like Blizzard and, like proper blizzard and proper activision yeah. act independently of one another yeah just like what happened with the call of duty 4 uh remaster mm-hmm. like the way that that was yeah. like like no you are buying this with the new call of duty and then like right. they like added fucking uh freemium shit to it and then they released the um the solo version for like 50 dollars, and then like continued yeah. to and then had like more in-game purchases that you like were like critical like like pay to win stuff like like it was yeah. it was so fucking like like cartoonishly like evil corporation shit mm-hmm. that like i don't like destiny's making too much money for activision to not protect it like and protect yeah. that like it cash flux like th- we're gonna get yearly paid iteration iterations of that game as for as long as it exists like because people are gonna keep buying them like and activision's too fucking greedy so and there is a season pass for destiny with two expansions announced well Damn it! As much as I don't want there to be, wrong. but like I, I was pretty hyped for Destiny Two, but now that I'm looking at like this release schedule, like coming this year, and like I'm, I think I'm good. I'm really happy I, that we'll the see. PC one's delayed. To be honest, I want to see like the lo- I want to mm. see a month long, yeah. uh, sort of yeah. impressions piece after like day of reviews to really figure out if I'm going to buy this game. Yeah. And totally. I, I will say that like my Destiny hype, I think predated my like PUBG playing sure where mm. like like why I wanted Destiny 2 is because I wanted that game that I just go to totally. like I like yep. I just have this game like sure I'll play some other games here and there but like this is my constant and I think I can just find it elsewhere like I don't think it's Destiny um and I I, I have there's so much coming up um next month is Mario Rabbids and then we're getting Mario Odyssey like a big thing is that, like, I was coming down to, like, I can't afford Assassin's Creed, Wolfenstein, and Mario on the same day. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I think I'll just allocate my Destiny money to one of those other games, and I'll just get yeah. them all. Like, sure. get them with the Amazon discount, and then, yeah. you know, I might not get around to Assassin's Creed or Wolfenstein for a bit, like, depending on which one of them, like, kind of falls in my backlog, but um, I- I'm just more interested in those than I am in Destiny, like... It, it just isn't doing it for me. World of Warcraft has some so, pretty good stuff it, coming out soon, too. So, yeah. Right. So maybe we should just all abandon Destiny for World of Warcraft. It's fine. Activision still gets the money. Um, ah, fuck. <laughs> um, hey, did either of you pre-order the SNES Classic? Nope. I did. Oh, congratulations. Was it easy? Yeah, it was up for 40 minutes on Walmart. Cool. Uh, bummer is you have to give money to Walmart. Yes. Um yes but that's cool i have some bad news for you brian yeah it's already obsolete these technology companies are building new consoles faster than people can buy them what? big nintendo at it again no way the old, yeah. like manufactured obsolescence um yeah sorry dude you're yanking my the new, and cool, the new kids in town and his name is n64 that's a stupid name it's a really bad name i don't know what's <laughs> wrong with his mom and dad um 
Nintendo filed patents for an N64 classic, basically, right? Like, yeah. people, pa- patents revealed they were done very similarly to the NES and SNES classic for the N64 controller and some other things. And it looks like probably next year we'll be getting N64 classic. So, And I'm far less excited for the idea of this than any other potential classic console. Which I feel uh, makes frankly. you an outlier. Like, I've seen so many people being like, yeah, call me when they have an N64 classic. And it's like, okay, I will. And uh, you'll hello? like, you it's, it's not going to be great. Um, it might we- make me an outlier, but I think that like, so the N64, I think was a, uh, for our generation, um, a lot of people's first consoles. Yeah, like, sure. You know, uh, you and I might've had Super Nintendo cause we had cool older brothers or whatever. Yeah. Or an NES. But like for a lot of people, the games they grew up playing Mario Kart 64, Super Mario 64, Ocarina like, of Time. Ocarina of Time. Um, Perfect. So That's it. The, and, like, the nostalgia for those games is huge. Mm-hmm. So part of the problem is that, like, I do have more of an understanding of, like, the rights to games and, like, where properties lie than, like, an average consumer. Because, like, once, mm-hmm. it, once like, it gets around my office that this is happening, I'm, no, I'm getting it because people, like, a lot of people kind of think of me, like, I, I don't mean this as, like, any kind of bragging way. It's actually... It's whatever, but like people like when something like gaming happens, people are like, oh, did you hear about this? Like, um, like when the Dragon Ball Fighter came out, like the trailer for that dropped. Like people are like, did you see that Dragon Ball game? I'm like, yes, I did. I was watching that when it happened. Um, I see the Dragon Ball game every single year. Yes. But but when when people see the lineup on the 64 Classic, I feel like I'm, people are gonna be like, why is this so bad? Um, yeah. Because I think a big thing that people don't realize is that a lot of the best games on there uh, now have their rights at Microsoft because yeah. of Rare. Yeah. So like you're not getting the Banjo games. Or worst Yeah, so when this launches too. without Banjo-Kazooie or GoldenEye, um, yeah, could be some problems. Gold, GoldenEye is in like three different places. Like that's just never getting right. like redone. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're not going to get Perfect Dark. You're not going to get, if you want it, like Jet Force Gemini or Diddy Kong Racing. Turok. Uh, yeah, Turok, if that's your kind of thing. like It is definitely my guy. So the, the games that initially came to mind that like are going to be on it are Super Mario 64, Mario Kart, Smash Bros., yeah. um, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, and Star Fox 64. Yeah, right. Um, so that's six. And if we're kind of going on like a recent trend, I, I would say there's a minimum of 20 games on it when it comes out. Yeah, it'll be even fewer than the SNES, <laughs> right? Yeah, if, and that's that's saying following that trend, the NES had right, a bunch. Right. SNES has a little less, um, and uh, then Pokemon so after Stadium, I, maybe. So ooh, Pokemon Snap would be dope. So that's the thing. Like, I I'm not sure if like Nintendo's really weird about like re-releasing Pokemon stuff for whatever reason. Um, I don't know if Pokemon like, and to be fair, the NES and the SNES like didn't have Pokemon games on them, so it, it's yeah. hard to tell without any of that like you know, uh, kind of history to go off of, but yeah. mm-hmm. just with how they, they treat like Pokemon, like, I don't know. Pokemon stadium isn't going to be on there because it's not going to be like, you need to have the connectivity to, um, yes, your device. Y- you would need that. That was important. But also like Pokemon and Nintendo don't really have much to like much reason to promote the original Pokemon. Like mm-hmm. th- they just don't do that. Like they're, they all well, they released Pokemon go last year with all one fifty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like huge. I, but, People have nostalgia for that shit, like for real. Those mini games yeah, are like, pretty fun. The mini games are fun. I, I, I just, I just don't see them doing that. Pokemon Snap should be on there. Um, I think, I think Snap is actually a pretty safe bet. Yeah, that's and one that I haven't talked talk about for some reason. And they'll probably put a Mario Party on there. Oh yeah, I was gonna say Mario but, Party. Yeah. Okay. Like. And, but but for what this is to like have people over and be like, look, I like remember the N sixty four. Like, let's go back and play these awesome games. Like, yeah. all right, so that that puts it at seven, and then I where think, are we? Or eight, including Pokemon Snap and Mario Party. Yeah. Like, I think you're gonna see all three Mario Parties on there. No, Jesus. Like I, you gotta, I, pat, pat, you gotta pat it somehow. It's true. There is not much for the N sixty four. Like, because you think about it, like I love like NFL Blitz. I know a lot of people did, but that's rights are in like licensing su- issues, yeah. some nebula somewhere. Like, because Mid- Midway was the owner of that, and then they lost the NFL rights in like the aughts, and then that studio yeah. closed down like 
eight or nine years ago. Yep. Uh, pilot wings. Remi- you might see pilot wings on there. Yeah, that'd be fun. Ooh, actually, <laughs> Wave Race will probably be, probably be on there. Who owns Donkey yeah. Kong 64, though? Or, like, I know Rare, but Rare. Like, Donkey Kong. Rare. Yeah, but like Mario probably has all publishing rights on that, so you might see Donkey Kong 64. I, I think that they like have like shared rights. Yeah, but like they own the IP. Like it's a different sort of situation. I think that they'd probably be okay publishing that. Maybe one. Maybe. Yeah, but I don't know. but does that get you excited for Nintendo sixty four classic? There was this like really like the, weird Bomberman RPG that I played on the N sixty four. But no, no, it doesn't. But it was like, like I, I, I played Bomberman Adventure on there, and like I have no idea what the fuck I was doing, but I played it a bunch. I think that's I mean, what I'm thinking of. You have Yoshi Story, you have Kirby sixty four, but Kirby like Yoshi 64. Story will get some people. Yoshi Story was not bad. It's not good. I played it recently, like in the last like three years. I'm, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, like for me, like like if they throw snowboard kids on there, that's cool. But does that really sell people on it? Um, yeah. like Rogue Squadron would be cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like even then we're getting to like 10, 12 games. Like Pilot yeah. Pilot Wings will probably be on there. Um, if they did Paper Mario, that oh, would be yeah. that would be cool. My uh, We'll see. My but, brother but yeah, was a I, big fan of uh, Mischief Makers back in the day. I was too. There you go. But yeah, it, it's it's really hard to get something that's really going to like sure those 8 games will bring in those people. Yeah. But like it's really hard to get this thing up to 20, like, realistically. Yeah. In a way it actually launches at, like, 17. Yeah. <laughs> 17 games. Because, yeah, like, like, I would want to play Conker's Bad Fur Day, but... That's not going to happen. Yeah. If, uh, anyway, if you cool. have any ideas as to what you think would be on the N64 yeah. Classic, send us an email at info at infinitedogs.com, and we will talk about it next week on the show. Yeah. yeah. Please do that. 1080 snowboarding, actually. That would be dope. Uh, so Brian, we played play some Heroes of the Storm. Yes. <laughs> uh, we played Heroes of the Storm. Uh, you and your friends were very gracious and patient as I played a MOBA for the very first time. I mean, I'm the um, bad one in the group, so let's be honest. Like, you probably were playing better than me. Well, thank you for that. I don't think so. Uh, so, <laughs> um, your, that was your first MOBA. Yeah. Like, in, I don't know if this is, like, um, true for all of them. And I've tried watching Dota before because of the international and stuff. Yeah. Um, your your friend Andrew kept on mentioning something called like the objective and like how we weren't sticking to the objective. Yeah. I I couldn't. I didn't know that there was an objective, and it didn't. I feel like it didn't <clears throat> tell me there was an objective anywhere. And mm-hmm. that is kind of like the problem I had with it overall is that I thought everything was very illegible, and that I I had no idea, like what I was supposed to be doing and what the primary objective was. It's just, yeah, it's like constantly throwing so much information at you at once. Like you're managing your character, you're uh, looking Looking at the map, map. you're taking This sounds like so much fun. You know, like whenever someone new plays a MOBA, I I wonder like what is fun about this game. I, I tried League like two years ago and I was just, like I was like, I see the appeal, but there's like a minimum of like, 10 hours of play to like start really understanding what you're doing and like finding a character you like. Yeah. Yeah. And like 10 hours to get to like the point where it's like, all right, I'm getting comfortable. Like that's yeah. just doesn't really hold much appeal to well, me to answer. Like w- what is appealing about it? Like in the same way that playing an RTS, um, feels good. Like just by clicking and attacking or Diablo is probably a better example. Um, cause I think it plays pretty similarly. Right. Um, like just clicking and doing tasks and killing bots and like the occasional for me killing a hero and like that stuff is satisfying. And especially like if you have an objective with the team and you say, Hey, let's go defend the top lane. And you do that. Like that feels good. Um, it's just, like I said, there's, and you know, they have a very in-depth tutorial that I bailed on after like a couple of sections because so, I was holding everyone else up. Um, so maybe if I had played through that more, like I would understand things better, but like I, I still feel that it was way too hard to read what was happening. Yeah, and for me, with Heroes of the Storm, like at the very least, like there are characters here that I recognize and I can attach myself to, where like for me, like League and Dota, I'm just like, 
I have no idea who any of these people are or why I should give a shit. Or like, I agree. Yeah. yeah, like, with this, it's like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I can be Tracer. So, mm-hmm. or, like, and I, I recognize, like, some Warcraft characters, and there's, you know, uh, like, Starcraft characters, and, like, like I haven't played those games forever, but it's like, oh, yeah, that Terran soldier, like, sweet, mm-hmm. I can play him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked the, um, I like the, the look and feel of, uh, it, pots, it is like, the prettiest MOBA. Yeah, we were playing out a StarCraft map, and your your friends were like saying, "Oh, I tuned back into like the default in-game music, and it's like annoying butt rock." And I was like, in the back of my head, I was like, "Oh, but this is like StarCraft music. That's like what it is." Um, yeah, I thought it was good. And I thought it was cool. The whole tone and stuff was really interesting. But yeah, I'll play again. Um, I want to play with like a bunch of other newbies. Sure, maybe or I might have to play with you then. I'll play yeah, with you guys. Because, like, even though your friends were very nice, like, and they were helping me learn, um, I did feel like I had no idea, like, there's just no way for me to know what I was doing right or wrong. Sure. And I, I know that feeling, too, because I don't really have the sort of top-down, uh, like, knowledge of MOBAs either. These these guys have mm-hmm. gone from, like, leak to Dota to HOTS, and so they've sort mm-hmm. of seen, like, what, what to do and how to do it right, and, like... All I really know is the number one rule is try not to die, because that's yeah. how you be how you're the, the least productive oh. in any MOBA, <laughs> right? A, like that's a pretty intense strategy. But dude, I think I can kill that guy up there if I just oh, and then I died. That was my that was me the whole time. I was exactly. like, oh no, I got this. I'm a big uh, cow. Uh, cow, yeah, that's right. It's yeah, rock like roll, th- that. That's cow. the best thing I learned in Splatoon, where it's like there's somebody, and since like most of the matches are like you just like covering areas in ink, where it's like oh, I can fight somebody like. Like, sometimes it's like, you just need to run the fuck away. Yeah. 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 And so, like, it's... I know, it's, I like that, that it sort of sparks something with you. Like, that's sort of, I guess, the, the thing about MOBAs, right? Like, they while they mm-hmm. seem super... Uh, I think they're just bad with, like, when it comes to access. Like, I don't think that anyone can... Like, any like non-gamer can look at a MOBA being played and say oh, man, like, there's something about that game that's really interesting. I think you have to have other people sort of influence you to play it or have the ability yeah, to play I it. Think, but, like, you're not going to... And I think... What? Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, like, Hots is an interesting game that, like, came after LOL and Dota, and I I get the sense that they don't... That that they think that there's a lot of assumed knowledge um, when a new person starts playing Hots. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, there's... It was just weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, but I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, I'll definitely play it again. And I think that is the one for me because I appreciated how short the rounds were. It, Even though I have no frame of reference, it was good to be like, oh man, we're really losing. This sucks. I kind of want it to be over. It'll be over soon. Or like, yeah. hey, we could actually win in the next couple minutes. And um, that's a good feeling. Yeah. And I, I do so. prefer to play characters in HOTS that like break up the sort of traditional gameplay like i i try to main lost vikings that the three and one hero where you control three separate heroes um mm-hmm. on the map and i think that that just adds a level of chaos to any game that's really fun um there's also a character chogal who is uh, a hero that two players take control of so like mm-hmm. you and i could each be one one of chogal's two heads one of us controls the movement and some like abilities and the other one is primarily like a caster and like it just it doesn't break the game, but it makes it just very different than I think what a lot of people expect it to be when, when they queue in. So totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's that. Yeah. Played more PUBG. Um, yeah, there, this is also not like a new thing, but it's totally true that like the, the game's most interesting when you're playing with people and then you end up having fun stories to tell after your exploits. Uh, like, like how we role played Mad Max last night. Did yeah, you really? Like you, <laughs> yeah. you, me, uh, Evan and Morgan, Evan and Morgan um, basically like set out to do a convoy. And like, when you say that, like, chances are you're never going to find a car. But no, like, we found we had two, uh, two dossiers, a jeep, and you were on a motorcycle. And I was on a motorcycle going very, very fast. And like, I turned off the UI and did the alt look while we were all driving around and doing our, like doing our jumps and stuff. And like. It was just so badass, and I, I decided to, to role play as like someone who's very interested in fashion, and like my whole goal was to yeah. like perfect my look and like you know. And at that round, I believe we actually made it to the top ten, and we yeah. died at the very end. Mostly, which, I think it was my fault. Which but, I, like, I want to point out that I was squad mom whenever we almost you won. were squad mom. That's true. <laughs> um, so these like 
or, or yeah, just all these little stories are very, very good. Or like when you me, uh, Brian, when you and I and Shay were playing and like I was in Watertown and you guys were like way away, right? Was that, <laughs> yeah. was that with you? Yeah. And like I died, but you guys were able to carry the game for another 20 minutes. Um, especially after like, I think you were pretty close to death. There's just I like great little mini stories. Okay. So I discovered a oh. bug that like actually made that happen. So in Watertown, if you're downed and knocked out and you're in the water, yeah. like you're waiting in the water with, with someone else, a guy yeah. shot me and knocked me out there and he couldn't kill me. He couldn't shoot through the water. Cause you were to, underwater because I was underwater yeah. for whatever reason. And so it essentially broke the game because then Che uh, busted out of the house and killed his friend and then killed the, mm-hmm. and like ended that team and then revived me. And this happened again where like they couldn't cool. kill me in the water. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I'm sure that player known, no, no longer unknown, will uh, will fix it soon. But like that. But it saved, it saved our live. team for it a did. little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, or like I was playing solo after you bounced last night, Brian, and I like, you know, I was still in discord with everybody. Um, just sort of like chatting. Yeah. Um, but I walk into a house and across from me, someone walks into the house through the other door at the exact same time. And I just like look up pop pop and he's down and that's it. And it was just like, so matter of fact that it was like almost hysterical. <laughs> um, and then there's like a little moment where, uh, probably a different game. I was like chasing a dude for a while. I kept on getting away. We chased from town to town to field to field, like to mountain to mountain. And I like I see him go over a, like a, a hill. I climb up and I look down and I don't see him anywhere. So I go down the hill and I'm walking and I'm looking around. And this is like top 20. And I just see him. He's like prone, reloading or like looting some body. And same thing. I just like look at him real quick, shoot him twice, and that's it. Like I just felt like the gunslinger or something. It was yeah. very cool. I had a moment where um, a guy came out of a house that I was like walking toward and mm-hmm. he looked left and I was looking straight at him to, on his right and I just like downed him in two shots with my shotgun. I looted yeah. him. He had a, like an M- M416 or whatever and an eight time scope. And this was like two minutes into the game. And I was, awesome. thought to nice. myself, this guy probably thought he was going to be at the end. Some hot shit. And then, yeah. he, and then I died like two minutes later. Yeah, perfect. Um, so yeah, continues to be good. And I'm enjoying, like, I normally when we record the show, um, before I had a PC, I sort of felt like we didn't talk to each other much until we started recording. And now I feel like I get to hang out with you guys more. Hell yeah. We talk too show, much. Yeah, it makes the show easier to do in a weird way. Um, it's cool. Yeah. So, how's Splatoon real quick? Talk uh, more, Mike, Mikey, because I don't have a lot to say yet. It is a very, very good game with some of just the dumbest small, like, design flaws where, like, we talked about the online app, which makes it really difficult to play online with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, friends need to be at, like, a certain level online to do, like, certain things, and... Once you get into ranked, you need to reach a certain rank level to unlock another like tier of competitive matches, um, and just like not having those things just accessibles like is just really weird. Like I understand doing like placement for like ranked matches, but it's really kind of frustrating like not being able to just hop in with friends and uh, get going like right out of the box. Um, sure. And then how much do you? Sorry, how much of this do you think are things that can be changed with uh, updates and patches and stuff? It's stuff that I feel should be able to be updated pretty easily. Like the the biggest like pain in the pain in the ass is just you can't change weapons and loadouts. Like once you're in matchmaking, you need to go out of matchmaking, yeah. change your weapons, and then get back in. And after playing Sounds messed up after playing a bunch of Overwatch, where you can just straight up change characters, yeah. like mid match, like instantaneously, yeah. like. It's it's so frustrating, and they have a little uh, trail area where, like, in the weapon shop, you can uh, get guns and like try them out, and you can swap those on the fly. Just like yeah, press the pause button. There's more weapons, and you switch to it right in the middle of your map. The system's and, there for it. Yeah, and so I understand like maybe during a match, like things are kind of set up so that like teams have a good like composition. So it's uh-huh. not like everyone has like a roller. Like, some people have a ruler, some people have a gun, some people have, like, the sniper. Like, things are a little bit more, like, evened out. Um, which makes me think that the reason why it's set that way is that it makes the matchmaking easier. Like, if people aren't changing, like, 
between matches, which, like, honestly is just lazy. Um, like, it's just like, oh, like, we didn't want to... Like, maybe it's, like, a server stress thing, but, like, if... On the outside looking in, it's, it seems like, oh, no, like, that would have been more work to have us, like, have the algorithm adapt uh, to people changing weapons, or at the very least just, like, have people deal with not, you know, ideal comps because they messed up, or even if just, like, between a match, it's, like, before it puts you in the matchmaking, be, like, gives you, like, 15, 20 seconds to change your loadout. Yeah. Like, just something. It, it sucks having to disconnect, go get back to, like, the lobby, change your weapon, and then hop back in. Like, it's just so frustrating, but playing that game is so fucking good. Like, like th- th- that game, at its core, it's phenomenal, but just some of the things around it and, like, some of the, like, network functionality is just so ass-backwards in 2017 that, like, I'm a little surprised at how well it's been received. Yeah. Like, because, like, the core game is, I think, like, not, it, to, just for, like, the ease of communicating it, like, it's like a 9.5 game, I would say, like, out of tail if I were ranking it. But these things that surround it just bog it down and, like, they do hamper the experience. So... Right. It's really hard to like. It's really hard to be firm in a place on that game. Like, I've been playing random matches totally fine. Like, I haven't really had any uh, connectivity issues. Um, I have had a few people like AFK in a match, where it's like, which in a game like this, where it's four on four, like losing one person means that you lose. Like, you can't cover the ground with three people that you need yeah. to up against four people. So, um, I don't know if it's because they had bad connections or they just weren't paying attention, but it really sucks whenever you're on a team and it's just three against four because there's no way you're winning it. Hmm. Uh, Brian. Yeah. You can play, play a little bit of Dead Cells and then we can wrap it up. Yeah, yeah Brian, Dead Cells is pretty dope. Uh, it's, I don't Did know. you play that last week too? No, I haven't played it yet. I played it today for the okay. first time. I hooked up a cool. uh, Xbox or Xbox One controller and was just playing it on PC. Um, and it's... I, I don't know. It's like a, it's a roguelike. I think out of the, it's most compared to Rogue Legacy, where you mm-hmm. start off with next to nothing, and you, you start off with a sword, and you can either choose a shield or a bow, and you just start going through these randomly generated levels where enemies sort of vary, uh, and you start getting more items and building out the stats on your character. And as you die um, and start over, like anything that you sort of unlocked through a playthrough is is usually still there, but your character starts from like that level one again um it it just feels so good like the platforming is really fun the jumping is very precise and the movement uh is really good it it, it feels like you know just a a 2d game like there's not really a comparison i have in my head as to what it feels like but it just feels familiar and everything the controls right out of the box just feel really great cool so good time waster i wanna yeah i wanna um i've been meaning to pick that up good switch game it is on Switch? No, but it should be. Most things should. <laughs> um, cool. Thank you all for listening to this podcast. Um, you can send emails to info at infinitedogs.com. We'd love to read your questions on the air. Please rate us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, it helps others discover the show. It takes just a few minutes, and it's really the only way to get the world to notice us. Um, we've been sort of podcasting in a corner for the better part of a year. And um, it'd be nice to get some more ears. Right, guys? Right. Yeah. Cool. Follow us on Twitter at fans of genre, at infinite underscore dogs, or on Facebook at fb.me slash fans of the genre, or fb.me slash infinite dogs 420. Thank you to John Bash for composing original music for us. Thank you. You can find more johnbash.com. Thanks. Thanks, John. With that, I'm gonna I'm gonna fidget spin out of here. <laughs> Can you hear my fidget spinner? Can you no, you it? can't because yeah. it's so quiet. Uh, it, Wait, hold on, hold on. Can you hear that at all? No, probably not. Thanks, anyway. Discord. So, it does it have any like cool art? Is it any cool shapes? Does it light it's up? It's neon pink. No, it's okay. just a Did five dollar. I don't fuck with non corporate branded fidget spinners. Rose. Did I hear you tell you guys about the story about how my uncle called me like three weeks ago asking how to how to set up Bluetooth on an iPhone? And I eventually found out it's because he bought yeah. his son. A, a Bluetooth fidget spinner. Oh no! Yeah, you, you were telling me about that. It might have been in PUBG. 
Yeah. Uh, bad. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's so bad. I need that's, to hang up. That's that shit that gets taken away in like two days at school. Yeah. Okay. This is still the Goodbye. show, right? We're not just rambling afterwards, right? No, this is the show. Okay, good. Everyone needs to know this. Yeah. Um, okay. Why don't you all think about that, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. All right. Sweet dreams, everyone. 